you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront of making disciples, of indoctrination in godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's on American Family Radio, welcome to your Friday. Uh, mm-hmm. Praise the Lord, we all uh, made it here. Yes. Um, it's good to get to the end of the week um, after putting in um, a faithful, hopefully, we've been faithful with our week. <laughs> uh, that's provided that your week is like Monday to Friday and then like Saturday and Sunday is different. People have different schedules. I don't sure. know your life. Yeah. I don't know your life. <laughs> okay. Right, I don't know your life. Right, right. Um, but generally speaking, um, at least for us, uh, yeah. I, I would say Friday is a different stop to things going on, but then we still consider Saturday like a, a work day, a potential work day. Things can be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunday is, is what we consider our family day. It's the day that we try to, um, we try very hard to make that a day where we just enjoy each other's company without any agenda, without doing anything. If we mm-hmm. can avoid putting things on Sunday and it's not, it's not because we feel like, you know, all right, that we're that we're keeping the law. Now, that was a question yesterday. Oh. What do I mean when I say that? As a means of salvation, right? Do you understand? That's not what sustains us, okay? Uh, but we believe the Lord is wise. Amen. He's wise, he and so if He made a day mm-hmm. and set aside a day where, as an example, from His creating, He rested, mm-hmm. uh, and then set apart that day, made that day for us, made that day for us. Uh, he's wise. When we were in ministry and training, you remember we had mandatory Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yes. Where we, that was so hard. <laughs> that was so d- difficult. Like yeah. you would think that it would be easy. Somebody said when you're, you know, training for ministry is a whole, <laughs> you cannot work on Sunday. You're not allowed. Mm-hmm. We forbid it. You know, it wasn't said that way, but you're not allowed. You're supposed right, to keep, right. keep a day of rest. Just try it. <laughs> just try it. Just try. It. And now I'm not talking about like rubbing grain between your fingers. <laughs> yeah. I'm just talking about not doing the thing that you would normally do throughout the week. That kind of, um, you know, is defined. Well, as yeah, work. because in, in campus ministry, um, you had things, especially when you oh, were doing man. the internship, you had yeah. things that were like <laughs> due. Was, so yeah. you had to make sure it was done on Saturday know, on night. Saturday, you because. Know. Yeah. Sunday, you, yeah, you weren't supposed mm-hmm. to. So, yeah. And look, yeah. And, and, and look, the body of Christ, man, y'all can be petty. People would rat you out. <laughs> so I'll meet you over in the student center. It looks like she's working on a presentation. It's just my own quiet time that I happen to have something do. And no, I'm just kidding. Um, anyways, all right. So welcome to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, is J-Mac with us? No, no. J-Mac is out of town. Man, he's, okay. he's, he's doing his thing. Is he not? Okay, okay, okay. Well, he, but he's, is he feeling better? Oh, yeah, I, I think I so. He's on vacation, okay. actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and, uh, that's not a medical condition. No, no, no. He's on vacation and we'll be okay. out, you know, yeah. Yeah, so. All right. Well, good. And Sherry B's with us? Yeah, she's here. All right. At least some people want to work. Sherry B with I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, J Mac. Since, since Urban. No. Oh, stop now. Come on. <laughs> J Mac, too, but you know. I know. 
Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Don't you hate when people, like, it's not their vacation time, so they kind of make you feel guilty about taking your vacation? <laughs> That's a shame. Why do we do that? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm going to be working. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> We're going on vacation next week. Yeah, well, I'm going to be at work. Okay, but your vacation is after mine. Well, but until still. then. <laughs> you, can, you always smooth it over with, but still. But right? still. All right, you got some announcements, and then I yeah. got a, a cool story, a neat story for okay. Friday, and then we'll do a recap of all of our shows, mm-hmm. and we will open the phone lines because it's the Gumbo Show. Everything it goes is. into the pot. Gumbo Show, Gumbo Friday. Yes. Well, a few announcements. Um, first, you can email us at addisons at AFR.net, addisons at AFR.net, and I just want to say I had a few emails after the Wednesday show, and I tried to uh, answer all of them. I might have missed mm-hmm. one or two, but... Um, Thank you for contacting us, um, Addisons at AFR.net. Also, you can follow us on Facebook uh, if you search Airing the Addisons. Um, we have our MFL, Marriage, Family, Life Date Night in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. It will be happening August 24th from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. You got to register, and you need to register at MarriageFamilyLife.net. We need you to register um, by what is it? August August seventeenth. Yeah. I need to write that down. August Unfortunately, 17th. we're not set up because everything has to be done in advance. We're not set up to allow people to just show up that day. Yes, yes. So it would really help us out if you'd register. So make sure you register at marriagefamilylife.net. Also, if you go to the uh, AFA Resource Center, there's the uh, Leviathan Mom <gasps> black T-shirts, black and pink, uh, and these shirts have the Erin the Addison's logo on the back. So that's pretty Listen, cool. I don't know how many people were aware, but that there is such a thing as Leviathan Mom T-shirt. Um, mm. We had we had at least two callers call in and say that we need to have a Leviathan Mom T-shirt. Yeah. And then online, people were saying that. And um, I try I've kind of worn mine out just a little bit. And then <laughs> mine doesn't have the Aaron the Addison's logo on the back. <laughs> right. Um, so well, I sure might need another one. one. I'm not trying to, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, sure I don't know. I don't know. You can ask them. Just, just, just say, you know, you have a friend who, who wants one and just see if, if you can get one. Cause I don't have the Aaron, the Addison's logo on the back. Yeah, I like cool. how AFA took it up a level. They were like, well, that t-shirt's nice. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what it doesn't have. Oh, it doesn't hey. have the AFA. It doesn't have the Aaron, the Addison's logo on it. So yeah. anyways, um, so you, you go to the AFA that. resource center. Yeah. AFA store.net. You go there. All right. Husbands. All right, dads. <laughs> yeah, get one for your wife. And get I just some points. The last time, I think it was Wednesday, and I talked about the Leviathan Mom shirt because I think that was the day that it came out. In, oh yeah, in the store. Okay. But on when you go to the store, there's a little write up of what uh, what is a Leviathan Mom. It's very I think, important. Yeah, it's very important because I know there was some confusion and people oh, said, "Well, goodness. what is this?" You know, and so um, you can read that. It's right there. This is what. Uh, this shirt means and so so there's no confusion but yeah. you can go to uh, afastore.net and you can get your shirt yeah um one of the neatest things well there have been many neat things but one of our sisters who listens to us in kansas bridget shout out bridget mm-hmm. uh went to the ark encounter and had on her leviathan mom t-shirt mm-hmm. uh, and took a picture next to an exhibit where there was a write-up about leviathan yeah. as depicted in job 41 yeah so I will just say just simply and which the phone lines will be wide open. So there'll be questions you can ask. Um, <laughs> but this is not this is not, um, you know, a this is not the celebration of a demon spirit. Right. Like, I don't even I mean, <laughs> right. this is a this is a literal creature yeah. that God describes to Job. Yeah. Yeah. And and anyways, uh, I was 
Yeah. I say shocked, but that might be an overstatement. I was just kind of surprised mm-hmm. um, that people didn't read Job as God literally describing this creature, just like he did um, the mammoth and the other creatures mm-hmm. that he describes, the behemoth, behemoth, I should say. Yeah. Behemoth. Yeah. Um, uh, anyways, and so so that's what it is. It's just it's it's really just saying, um, you know, mama bears maybe served their, their purpose in the 90s. Mm-hmm. You know, to be a mama bear was strong. But the Bible says, God says about the Leviathan that on earth there is not its like. Mm. There is nothing like this creature that he created. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he's saying that to make a point that I made this creature. Mm-hmm. Right. But one of the things that we've been talking about in, in culture proofing your kids and standing up for your kids is that, man, you got to have the kind of resolve and the kind of backbone that, um, you know, people need to take note of you. Now, I'm not saying you want people walking around afraid of you, mm-hmm. but you don't want them playing around. Yeah. You know, when it comes yeah. to your kids. Right. And so anyways. Um, so, yeah, there you go. The Leviathan mom T-shirt is yeah. out. And um, AFA store dot net. AFA store dot net. Go check it out and get you one, two, three, four. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I would just take one. I mean, well, for your friends I, and, I, you know. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Um. All right. S- yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I said that. And then as soon as I said that, I thought about the fact that I was just asking you for a, like a second one. OK, <laughs> so so there she is, a public hypocrite. I'm sorry. <laughs> Have mercy on me, a sinner. Um, OK, let me get the phone lines um, going here. And then while you are calling, uh, I want to share with you this neat story that um, th- that I thought was pretty cool. I'll just share it with you. Um, 888-589-8840. You can talk to us about anything that pertains to what we discussed during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that is um, sort of like, you know, a feature of this show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, this one. I, I, I will, this, this show, <laughs> I will say, let me just say, and y'all, this is such a cowardly uh, thing to say, but I will say just because I feel like, there is an exploring the word program mm-hmm. that, you know, you might want to call in. To. Um, <laughs> but if there's something that we can answer that pertains to this show, taking a look at culture and how you filter culture through that. Um, man, that's such a cowardly thing to say, <laughs> but a necessary thing. So anyways, um, you can call us 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. And just by way of recap on Monday, we asked the question, is fear a contradiction? And uh, we spent the hour exploring what we believe as Christians. Like, what is it that we really believe? Bible-believing Christians, what is it that we believe? Mm-hmm. And um, com- arriving at the conclusion that if there is fear and there should be fear, it is looking at what happens or what awaits the person who rejects the sacrifice and the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that's, that was the mm-hmm. question on Monday, is fear a contradiction? Mm-hmm. On Tuesday, uh, the show was about cultural assumptions and how they provoke Christians. And I, I, I felt like the, the top of the list, uh, some of the assumptions is that there's no more morality. Mm. And then I gave a list of seven things that Christians could do today that um, would result in noticeable cultural change. Yeah. Seven things that Christians could do today. And then Wednesdays with Will, mm-hmm. um, your topic was God delivers from pornography and all other sins. Mm-hmm. And so we're yes. open to talking about any of those things. And then yesterday, how does Christian persecution in China warn Christians in America? How does mm. Christian persecution in China warn Christians in America? If there's anything that you heard throughout the week where you were not able to get in, uh, we open the phone lines up to you and you can talk to us about that while your calls are getting queued up. Um, 888-589-8840. This is really cool. Saw this story from um, 
the magazine or the newspaper or the outlet, online outlet, okay. Popular Mechanics, Popular Mechanics, and this was the headline that grabbed my attention. The Navy built a ship that looks like Noah's Ark. What? Don't tell Ken Ham. <laughs> Do not tell Ken Ham. Well, I don't know how we're going to break like, it to him. But I don't know if they have all the specs. And no, I mean, they, they, looks they like, don't have yeah. any animals or anything like that. <laughs> um, but, but this is really, really neat. So mm. here's the article, and then we'll... Uh, tr- I don't know if we'll be able to squeeze in the call before the break, but here's the article. One of the most unusual ships is put in quotes. Ships in the U.S. Navy is headed from Mississippi to Japan. Hmm. APL 67, a berthing barge, provides accommodations to sailors when their own warships are temporarily uninhabitable. Hmm. The barge is unarmed, unpowered, and will probably never leave port. It's a gray-white barge. It's 267 feet long and 68.7 feet wide and rises about four stories above the water. Hmm. The floating, largely featureless vessel draws comparisons to Noah's Ark. And one of the things I love about this article is that it actually puts the Ark's dimensions in the article and says that the Ark, however, was notably bigger. Than what they have here, which I just I don't know the guy who wrote this article, mm-hmm. a man by the name of Kyle Mizokami, okay. looks like how you say the last name, but he didn't put any reference to Noah's Ark in quotes or any like winky faces that said okay. you know they. So I mean I don't know you can do with that what you want, <laughs> but this is really neat. So yeah. the APL sixty seven is like a floating hotel, mm. and sailors usually stay on a barge like this. Um, for a short period of time while their, sh- their ships um, that they're normally assigned to are undergoing maintenance. So on this type of ship, um, it doesn't have an engine, doesn't have sensors, and doesn't have weapons, which if I were going to stay on something like that, I wouldn't want them to tell people that. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I just don't know what I'm talking about, but I just would want people to know that. But it does have accommodations that allow it to seat 56 officers and 228 enlisted personnel at a time in the barge's mess. It also features washrooms, classrooms, lounges, laundry facilities, offices, a barbershop, a fitness center, and a medical facility. Wow. Wow. I feel like this could be a place where moms go when they need... Wait, what? No. <laughs> no? You know? No? Wow. Okay. That sounds 74, like an amazing vessel. It will hold 74 officers and 537 enlisted personnel. Maybe we could have things like that, like just, you know, if your house needs to be like have a deep clean <laughs> where moms can go while that happens. Notice I said just the moms. I, I, I hear that. OK. All right. Aaron, the Addison's American Family Radio. <laughs> when we get back, we'll go directly to the phone lines. Make sure you stay right there. resurrected from the tomb to restore everyone jesus was crucified for as he speaks to his disciples here rebukes from our lord he reproved them before for not believing that the old testament had this very truth that it's core the only proof that is sure the old is about is that the 
resurrection so you can't ignore hear the son of god as i quote welcome back to the friday edition of aaron the addison's on american family radio we call it the gumbo show which mm-hmm. means everything goes in the pot we do a recap you can bring your topics and kind of throw throw those at us if we are familiar with it then we will speak on it if not we won't that's just wisdom um anyways <laughs> right. i'm Mickey. and i'm will and that's timothy brindle with death and resurrection Thank you, Mr. Brindle. Mm-hmm. Sherry B. is over in Studio CC, and she's got your calls queued up. 888-589-8840. Will the Great. Where do we go first? All right. Let's see. Let's go to Bill in West Virginia. Hi, Bill. Hi. Hello. Hello. I just want to make a comment about yesterday's show about the when the man called in about the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. And... The Ten Commandments were what? They were the law. Mm-hmm. And Galatians 3.13 tells us that we've been redeemed from the law and because it was a, it would be a curse to you and I. Now, when, when Moses was returning with the Ten Commandments, what happened to the Ten Commandments? They were broken, right? But they weren't just broken. They were, he actually smashed them to the ground because... He knew the Israeli people were already breaking two of the commandments, the first two commandments. Mm-hmm. So he had to smash it to the ground and not carry it into the camp because it said that if they were breaking any of the commandments, they would have to have been put to death. So, you know, and I agree with what you said about as far as all the other commandments, true, are but. The Ten Commandments themselves are not to be followed by us because of what you had just said yesterday about the Sabbath. And a lot of people say, oh, it's okay for you in church even to follow the Ten Commandments. And to me, that's false teaching. I don't know if you agree with that or not. But So, so, to, follow, so to follow that thou shalt not kill and to have no other <laughs> gods before me and... No graven images. We shouldn't follow those no. commandments. Wait a minute. Now, wait. A minute. I, I said you, Nikki herself, even said there was one commandment that made it where it's, and that was the Sabbath. Okay. Now the other commandments. Okay, we do, we do follow and through Paul's works too. Okay, mm-hmm. but okay, thou shalt not kill. That okay. That was one also that was killing. That means that if we follow it by saying, thou shalt not kill, this is another one that comes into question. Okay, if you are defending yourself and you have to kill somebody, are you guilty? Or if you, now what it should be, thou shalt not murder. Murder is premeditated. Kill, we might, if sometimes we've had to kill because we were defending our own self. Well, or I think the commandment. I think the commandment is described and understood That's as murder. That's what I understood it as yeah, being murder. That you, you shall not commit murder. But I think we're saying I think we're kind of saying the same thing. I think the the danger not well, let me be careful here because there is no danger in following the word of God. I think we're saying the same thing um because what we are saying is that we honor the Lord. The Lord ups the ante and it's not mm-hmm. just saying Okay, I didn't murder anybody, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also not condition. thinking, yeah, thinking mm-hmm. evil or ill ill will toward another person. Right. And so what we find is that, man, the impossibility 
of being able to stand before God and say, I did it. Got it. Yes. Okay. I did that. Got it. Yes. Is, is ever in front of us. Like, so none of us can stand before God because if we could, the apostle Paul said very clearly that we would boast about it. Hmm. We would say that what we have done is what has secured our eternity with God. And the Bible makes it very clear. All of these things become shadows and types. Now, the Decalogue is different. And, and this is where I think we have to be careful because the Decalogue is not um, any type of civil law. It's not a ceremonial law. This is, a, this is God's moral law. And it's rooted in the character and the nature of God. And I think that's one of the reasons why you see it transferred to the New Testament um, that it is to be honored and observed, even without calling it the Ten Commandments, if mm-hmm. that makes sense, that God sets a standard and says, these are the things that you ought not to do. And so what do I mean when I say identifying these things um, as rooted in the character and the nature of God, that they are applicable to people all around the world? You don't have to have um, any type of access to anything else to be able to submit to this. You understand? Now, again, I think it's important for us to understand. I think this is what our brother Bill is, is driving at here. None of these things save us. Right. In fact, what the scripture shows us is that because we are saved, these things will be the outflow. Um, Paul's warnings uh, in, in the, in, in his letters really kind of um, bank on the newness of heart. And so you can see that when you read Paul's letters, he is appealing to this new nature that believers have. Mm -hmm. It's like, how can this be? How can this be? And yet he's doing something very interesting, isn't he? Because at the same time he is giving Mm -hmm. instruction. Mm -hmm. So how can he both give instruction, but then also appeal to what should be a knowledge that they have? Well, because Paul knows, as we know, the Holy spirit comes to indwell us. And the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth and righteousness. So the Holy Spirit tells us this is right and this is wrong. So though the apostle is laying out for us doctrine, how the church is to operate, how Christians are to carry themselves, at the very same time, he can appeal to the knowledge that they have because the Holy Spirit indwells them. So much so, I shouldn't say so much so as if there's levels, but to the point that man is without excuse. Mm. Believers, Christians are without excuse. So if we stay underdeveloped in our walk with the Lord, if mm-hmm. we stay on milk, it's because we've chosen that. Yeah. It's not because the Lord has been elusive. So I think we're saying the same thing. I, I think what we have to be careful with is that we, we allow people to think that they can check a box of what they have kept and maintained and believe that that makes them righteous. Yeah. That that justifies them. Yeah. Um, no flesh is going to be saved by the works of the law, by keeping the law, doing anything to try to, to, to meet up to God's standard. You right. can't do you it. Can't you, do it. Yeah. You've got all this history showing that you, right. you can't, right. no one can only Jesus Christ. And that's why only he was worthy to die for us. You know, we talk, um, teach our kids in our local assembly. We teach them uh, doctrine and we teach them apologetics. And, mm-hmm. and, and one of the things that we were talking to them about was the hypostatic union. You know, we have Jesus Christ is 100% man and 100% God. And it's mm-hmm. sometimes difficult to understand that. But one of the best ways we have found to get our kids to understand that is to understand the debt that man owed or that only man could pay. But understanding that no man could pay it, only, <laughs> only God, God himself. <laughs> so it's a dilemma. It's a dilemma Right. Because you you've you've got man owes the debt, but man can't pay the debt because he's sinful. 
only God is perfect. Mm, okay. <laughs> so, but God doesn't owe it. Man owes it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we need the God man. <laughs> now this is, listen, guys, look, let me tell you something. All right. That's why I'm glad we have eternity, right? There's some things that we're just like, wow, it, it, it blows the mind. Right. But these are the things that we, we have, we have the text yeah. to teach us. Right. And we also receive by faith, understanding that Jesus Christ and the claims that he made, there's some claims that Jesus made about who he is, that as if you are a Christian and you submit to that, you can't dismiss them because they're difficult for you <laughs> to process. Yeah. You got to take all of it. All That's right. right. Well, the great, where do we go next? All right. Let's go to Pastor Norman in Mississippi. Ah, Hi, Pastor Norman. Ah, Turn your radio Hello. down. <laughs> Hello. Hey. Hey, uh, I, I wanted to tell that brother that Jesus came to fulfill the law and not to abolish it. Mm-hmm. So, and he did fulfill it. And the New Testament saints uh, began meeting on uh, on Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, on the first day of the week, mm-hmm. rather than the Sabbath. I think people who... Uh, are very strict about meeting on the Sabbath today. Uh, people who do not really understand the scripture. And in fact, whatever day you choose to come together and worship, God says, where two or three of you come together in my name, I will be there. Mm-hmm. So I think we're making an issue out of something that's really not an issue. Mm-hmm. But that's not really what I call about. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's just your warm-up. <laughs> yeah. What I called about was, and and, and I probably started a little trouble. Uh-oh. Here we go. Oh, Pastor Norman. <laughs> go ahead. I listen every day uh, to this station, and I am saddened by some of the stuff that I'm hearing. Okay. Now, Pastor Norman. Hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Pastor Norman, if this is going to fall into the category of comments at AFR.net, then can we please comments at AFR.net? Unless, unless you think that we are going to be able to provide a response to you based on what we do in this one hour time slot. Now, don't cause trouble for me here. I'm and I'm 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 very serious. I know there's a lot going on, but don't don't put me on the spot to make me have to comment and, and say anything that is beyond the scope of what I do in this hour. Is that fair enough? No, no, I, I, that's fair. I, okay. I, what, I, what I'm about to say would not have anything to do with uh, this show or most of the uh, okay. program. Okay. But, but what I'm saying is, what saddens me is, is I don't hear many people on this network and any other Christian network, speaking out about what happened on January 6th. I, I just don't understand why people won't acknowledge that that was wrong. And you can't do that. It was uh, unlawful. And I don't Wait, hear I've, many I've people... heard people talking about that before. Like, I, I have yeah, to. I don't know. I don't know what you mean, Pastor Norman, because... Not only have we rejected this, but we've done interviews not only in-house, 
but people and outlets have come to us to give interviews on this outside of our radio network because not only do we host radio programs here, but because we comment on what's going on in the culture, there are other radio and TV outlets that come to us for people to comment on issues. And so we have not only talked about this on this network, but we've gone outside of this network to offer commentary on this. Like nobody, nobody is condoning or saying that rebellion and, and the things that we saw displayed that those things, number one, are godly. I mean, to say nothing of the legalities of it, I think the question for us, because we are filtering everything through a biblical worldview, the question is, is it God honoring? I think there are also some questions that are still swirling about as to how it happened and what portended it. And I, now listen, I'm going to tell you straight up, that's not something that I lean in on because where we hang out and, and you know, Pastor Norman, because you've listened to us for a long time, we are looking at what happens in the culture and how it affects the church. Now, there are programs on our network that take more of a focus and looking at what's going on in Washington and no knock. I think that's great. We all complement each other. But now, you know, I can only speak for what we are talking about, just like I think another host would say I can only speak to what we're talking about there, but I'm just, I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's necessarily accurate to say no one has talked, has talked about this. Okay. But I didn't say no one. I I didn't say that. What I'm saying is I I don't want to call their name, but I, I, I mean, I could tell you who, who I was listening to and I definitely didn't like what I was hearing from them because they were making excuses. Okay, well, you, okay, well maybe you Pastor need to send Norman, a message why, to, 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 them. to them. Why now? Because look, now listen. Okay, is my Paul Paul here? Okay, we go back a long <laughs> ways. I want people to understand. All right, I have a great respect for Pastor Norman, and we also have a history yes. where you know, from time to time, I call him Paul Paul because this is what happens, where he's like, you know, he somebody tried to take the remote from him while he's sleeping in the recliner, and he's mad. <laughs> Okay, he was watching that. I was just resting my eyes. I was not asleep. Give me back the remote. So but listen, Pastor Norman, I kind of think it's a little bit unfair to put Will and I in a position to defend or to explain another host's approach to their show. I don't think that's fair. And I think it would be unwise for us to try to do that. So I have learned in the 13 years, 14, 14 years that I've done radio, that it's not wise for me to try to um, explain another person's motives. I don't know. We don't. I don't know what was said, but you know. And, and, and you know, I, I, and I'm really not. I'm, I'm not expecting you to explain it. I'm saying okay. this out of caution because I just want people to be mindful mm-hmm. of what they're saying on a Christian radio station. That that was my purpose. Okay. I, I hear you. I'm listening to a, a program the other day, and somebody asked a kid from a university on the north up northeast what uh, what was what was Christianity, and their answer was it is a political organization. Now, what? we know better than that, but for them to have that concept, and and I can understand how some of it. Well, uh, some of the stuff come across hmm. uh, as a political. Because if you ask me a question and I give you a political answer and not a biblical answer, 
then, I mean, for instance, we say, well, you know, what do we need to do for this country uh, to get better? We said, well, you know, my answer is we need less taxes. No, we need to do what the scripture says. Okay, I hear you. All by my name. Well, I, well, I hear you. Pastor, Pastor Norman, Norman, we do have to go to the break, though. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I, and I don't disagree with you that our, our ailments are spiritual in this country. We'll grab the break and we'll be right back. Stay there. But it's amazing when you can identify a genuine convert. Because I'm going to tell you what it's the equivalent of. And people, this will be so offensive to you, I do not even care. It's the equivalent of one getting saved and bringing their idols and saying, man, we got to crush this. We got to anything that rivals my affection for Jesus and his people. We got to crush this. Who's, whose family am I in? I'm in the family of God. That means my brother and my sister may not be brown. Come on. This is ridiculous. Y'all, we have, we have a problem with idolatry, and it is accepted in the church. It's accepted in the black church, using that term loosely. It's accepted in the white church, using that term loosely. Well, how do you say that? Because anything that exalts itself above Jesus Christ is idolatry. That's right. And you cannot fly under the, walk under the Welcome banner. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's <laughs> on American Family Radio. Oh, boy. Wait, that, was a, that was a morning, that was a morning discussion. <laughs> You know, that's what I call a supernatural empowerment to be up that early with that kind of emphasis. Uh, I feel bad, though, for Oracle because why? he took that. Well, let me tell you why. Because, OK, he's an artist and I'm yeah. amazed at what artists can do. So he was listening to the show and he and, and inspiration hit him. He's going to do a song. And that's the intro. But, you know, we only play just a few seconds of an intro coming back in. And so whenever we play that, we don't get to his music. It's his song. But there's just Mika ranting. Hey, I almost feel like, we, up need like a, that. we need to dedicate a show where we let the whole song play. Because <laughs> people might think. Hey, it's a great song, it's, too. It's a great song. But the girl talks forever. <laughs> she won't be quiet. And so we can't get to the gentleman rapping. Um, and I'm sorry, Oracle. I am so sorry about that. Thank you. Next time you'll choose a shorter clip. That's what you'll do. All right. Anyway, oh welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. It's the Friday edition. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And that was Jesus over everything by the Oracle. You don't know. And Miki. <laughs> Featuring Miki Addison. He just said, he just said, hey, can I use a clip from the show? I heard something that like, I want to yeah, make a ahead. song around. I didn't, but I, you know. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Um, oh boy. Hey, Sherry B's over in Studio CC. We got a bank full of calls. Yes. Let's try to Let's move go. through these calls as quickly as we can. I want to hear from our listeners today. 888-589-8840. Will the Great Where to? All right, let's go to Janice in Alabama. Hi, Janice. Hi. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. Hi. I'm calling in reference to my husband goes to church on Saturday. And mm-hmm. they believe that Saturday is the Sabbath. Mm. and that you cannot do anything from sundown Friday mm-hmm. till sundown Saturday. You can't spend money. You can't do anything mm-hmm. but rest. You have to follow the laws, and you have to follow the feast days. 
And if you don't do these things, you will not make it to heaven. Mm. The only way you can make it to heaven is is someone standing for you in the gap. What, what does that mean? Uh, okay. yeah, what do you mean by Jesus? I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Get clarity. See, this is why we make a good team. Will gets clarity. Sometimes I just pounce. I'm so sorry. Janice, just a second. Will the great. Go ahead. No, and I was going to ask, you know, what is meant by like someone has a stand in the gap? Like what? How does that look? I, I don't really know, it, to be honest. It's like um, somebody praying for them happen. or. Yeah, I think. Okay. In the gap, yes, somebody's oh. praying for them. Okay. okay. I'll take it. Okay. So, and so Janice, I can respond. Let me just say this real quick, and okay. then you tell me if this doesn't, okay. if this doesn't, if this doesn't reach the itch. Okay. Like, if I'm, I'm gonna okay. respond here, and if I, I'm missing something, then you come back with a follow up. But based on what you okay. just told me. If I look at the Bible and say that the way we live and the way we navigate life is based on the word of God. So what you just told me, I would flip in my Bible to I just go to Galatians chapter two. Right. You could go other places. I'm sure I'd go to Galatians chapter. Well, actually, I go to Galatians chapter three. Now I'm going to read this to you and then I'm going to pause. Okay. And when I pause, Janice, okay. I want you to tell me what you would do with that or tell me how you would understand that. OK, so here we go. Galatians chapter okay. three. For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse, for it is written, cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, for the righteous shall live by faith. But the law is not of faith, rather the one who does them shall live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree so that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. Now that's my, my break right there. What, what do you think about Amen. that, Janice? Okay. I think that that where he's going is totally doing that. Uh, I've been with him to that church a few times to know that what I heard the preacher say, this is a woman preacher, and she just hear her preach and say those things. Galatians 2 and 3 is what I've even read to my husband. Yes. Since 2007, he and I, we don't go to church together. I go on Sunday, he goes on Saturday. Wow. He can't spend any money or do anything on Saturday but rest from sundown Friday to sundown Saturday. Hmm. So therefore, he missed my child's uh, recitals, my child's Christmas concerts, um, anything that had that was on a Friday or a Saturday. He didn't go to them. He was not there. And and that that, that really hurt me. My child seems to have gotten over it. But, um, hmm. I just don't know. I'm I sorry, Janice. I just yeah. to live my I- life and, and let him... Do that. I can't well, man, so, so, and, and, and go my, ahead, Will. I was gonna say, yeah. Sorry, my my concern is, you know, the whole. I mean, yes, that's what you read was was right, Miki, in 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 targeting right. that. But Absolutely. that he believes that salvation hinges on this. Yeah, that to, you know, that, and that's yeah. like, man, you know, because there's no that's works that gospel. save us. Yeah, you know. Hey, and, but right. now, Will, let me ask mm-hmm. you this because there is another issue here. And, you know, mm-hmm. it may be beyond what we can cover. I know we have a lot of calls that we want yeah. to get to them. 
But there is another issue here when when you talk about unity in a marriage and mm-hmm. the role of the wife and the husband and how we bear with one another. Mm-hmm. And and I'm wondering practically because I I don't think that Janice is saying, you know, I just want to be mm-hmm. a rebellious wild wife. No. I think there is a question here about the issue of Man. the gospel that's yeah. on the line. And there are certain things that um, we cannot agree with, mm-hmm. you know, at the risk of yeah. eternity. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and self the way of salvation being one of them, like, yeah. you know, yeah, that's a tough situation. And it's sad to me that, you know, there's two separate, you know, churches and things yeah. like that that's going on. But man, that's an issue that we talking about the salvation. You know how yes. a, a, a person is saved, and it's clearly written out in in the scriptures that we're not saved by works. You know, by yeah. any works. You know, yeah. and so that's a that's a total um, <laughs> total misrepresentation of what the gospel is. It's not the gospel. You know, yeah, we we can't we can't that's even became, out of yeah. love love and respect. We cannot agree with that right we cannot so we have to find a way when i say we um, i mean as wives right so like in this particular situation you have to find a way to lovingly and respectfully with Mm -hmm. with all honor like Mm -hmm. and and there's a way to honor and respect and and to not give in to a lie Mm. like there's nowhere in scripture that submission and honor and respect are characterized by agreeing with a lie, retelling a lie, being complicit in a lie. Right. And so, you know, you know, yeah. Yeah. So we have to, we have to hold the line on that, on that point. We yeah. have to stay, be steadfast, Janice. Amen. So anyway, I hope that helps just a little bit. Uh, Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Travis in Texas. Hi, Travis. Hello, Travis. Thank you. You guys are doing a great job. God bless hey, um, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible talks about, you know, when Yahweh was saying, he said, no longer will I have to take you by the hand and lead you out of Egypt like I did your forefathers. He said also, he said, be your God and you will be my people. I will write my laws on the tabernacle of your hearts and on your mind. He also says you'll need for no man or no neighbor to teach you to know me. You'll know me for yourself sounds like he's talking about the Holy Spirit coming back to be our helper, you know, <laughs> one that mm-hmm. helps us in time of need. Mm-hmm. So with that being understood, first part, he said, well, I have to take you by the hand and lead you out of Egypt, you know, like mine, like he did Moses now. So the real problem when we know that the new law is now on our heart now of the Holy Spirit you have to be born again. Mm-hmm. It seems like we're looking for excuses not to be born again. Realize why we're still doing what we're doing, because if it is on our heart, like he said, it is, and he is our God, and we are his people, then it shouldn't be an issue, right? Yeah, you would imagine that it wouldn't be an issue, brother. I, I think what often happens, and, you know, hopefully this is not the case for believers. Hopefully that we have the victory over our sin and wanting to be, you know, our own master, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully we have submitted to the lordship of Jesus Christ. But, man, a lot of times you have Christians who just, you know, grieve the Holy Spirit, right? There there are there are believers, and, and, and how do we know that this is possible? Because Paul told us not to do it. You know, the Apostle Paul told us not to do it. And so I I think you're right. And what you're pointing out, if I'm trekking with you here, what you're pointing out is that we're often looking for those ways to get around 
um, the leading of the Holy Spirit who yeah. leads us into truth and righteousness, who convicts us of sin. Uh, Jesus said that this would be the role of the helper who was coming. He was yeah. going away and the helper was coming. Uh, this is John 14. And yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. You're spot on in your observations. I think that sometimes we reject uh, the leading of, of the helper. Yeah. Right. Our helper. I'm not talking about God's helper. Right. Right. Like he, I'm not, it's people right. get that wrong, man. You know, like, like, man, the Holy spirit is God. He's God. That's Do right. people understand this, right? Amen. So we're talking about our helper. He mm. comes to our aid. Um, the paraclete, mm. the paraclete parakletos is the word. It's one who gives aid, who comes alongside mm -hmm. and can give aid because of proximity. Mm-hmm. That's that's how that's what that is. And so when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we're talking about one who gives aid, the paraclete, right? Parakletos is the word, giving aid and able to do so because of proximity. So imagine what this means that the Holy Spirit fills you. Mm. He indwells you. Amen. I don't know if anything or anyone can be closer than that. And and the person of the Holy Spirit, anyone. Let me say anyone can be closer than the Holy Spirit who infills us. Amen. This is so important. Like we, we don't have to be bound. Like we, we don't have to be in the dark, right? The Lord has, and we say this, but we don't understand it. The Lord has set us up to win. Amen. He overcame, we can overcome and he sets us up so that we can overcome. But too often we're just, we're, we rely on our own intellect. We rely on our own knowledge, our own ability you know, we're very comfortable. Our um, our environment, really, the way many of us in this country, we have grown up um, by putting a lot of stock in our ability to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. Mm. So that's very common. We kind of pride ourselves on that. We're going to get it done. Um, but really, the Lord did not intend for us to get it done alone. He intended that the Holy Spirit would help us, that the Holy Spirit would lead us and That's guide right. us. That's right. So anyway, thank you so much for your call, Travis. I appreciate it. Well, the great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Jackie in Texas. Hi, Jackie. Hello, Jackie. Okay. All right, let's try to go to Jim in Arkansas. Hi, Jim. Hey, how y'all doing now? Good. Hello. Uh, yeah, yeah, it kind of pulled my piece out of my mouth. Then, uh, the, 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 and the main topic was was if the Holy Spirit, mm. and because he he he's the only one that enables. Now, that don't that that doesn't mean that we don't have a job to do, right? Mm -hmm. But enable enable means simply that he gonna he can be the one that show us, and all all we have to do is carry it out. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like going back to the Old Testament, and you know they used to hold they used to hold the Ark of the Covenant, and and that's why the uh, uh, God used to the, uh, God used to rest inside the box, inside the Ark of the Covenant, and and, and 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 but He made us. We we are the covenant that He made. He made us exactly for Him, so He can reside in us, so He can do His work through us. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, I understand exactly mm -hmm. what you're saying, brother, and I appreciate you, the point that you're making. I, I feel like 
you know, in the last few minutes here of, of the show that the Lord really is directing us to make much of the work of the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. That's right. Like, I mean, that, that seems to be where our brother Jim wanted to go and Travis before him. Yeah. Listen, I mean, let's not, you know, let's not ignore the work of the Spirit in the life of the believer. Like you, the Holy Spirit seals us. So when we come to the Lord Jesus Christ, he seals us. He is the guarantee right? The earnest, if you will, that the Lord Jesus is coming back. And those of us who are sealed by the Holy spirit, we are going with him, but wait, there's more. Mm. He also is guiding us and leading us in everyday life. So he's not just a sold sticker or a purchase sticker. He is also guiding us every day. All right. We're out of time until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.